to another episode of The Zest is History, starring your hosts, Melissa Mason and Josie Rosenberg-Clark. Hi, Josie. G'day, Mel. How are Just, you? Oh, yeah, g'day. Sorry, I fucked it. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Look, it's a Wednesday. We're doing this via Zoom. Yep, there's a lot going on. Heaps going on. Rose's got hand, foot and mouth disease, which I'm sure some of the parents in the group and that listen to the podcast are going, oh, fuck, of course she does. She's at daycare. It's such a daycare mm-hmm. thing. It's like you either go to daycare and you have your baby has like a cold for two to three years or yes. they get hand, foot and mouth disease. I feel like that's She's had a cold for a month mm. and then... Uh, came home from daycare. Well, Julian came home with her on Monday and was like, oh, they very casually just said she's got some spots on her bum and it's mm. probably hand, foot and mouth disease. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. That was Monday. We've One of us has been home with – I was home with her yesterday, Julian today. <laughs> she's yeah. been waking up at night, which, look, touch wood, she doesn't usually do. I know I'm very lucky, but we're not used to it when she does wake up. So we're yeah. both just like the walking dead at the moment. But I think she's turned the corner. She was eating a lot today because she had like the rash goes inside their throat. Oh, babies. And she couldn't things. even drink water. And, and I oh, just thought no. she was being an asshole. I actually said to you, didn't I, that she was mm-hmm. being an asshole at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it was on Sunday. I just thought she was being generally difficult. But it was because she was sick. Oh. Now it's horrible. <laughs> and she can't <laughs> even tell me, you. Though couldn't tell me she was trying to tell me yeah but I just thought she was being a dick so whoops anyway um she looks like she's turned the corner so hopefully sleeping tonight maybe I'm getting ahead of myself and more sleep for me (laughs) 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 I well I've just been working from home today which Mm. because we have a leak in our lounge room. Oh, God. Which is just fun. And you know what? We got through the whole that whole week of insane weather, and obviously I know there's many people listening to this mm. that had it way worse than people in Sydney or mm. at least people in the inner west slash east Sydney, but it was still pretty fucked. I feel like everyone's been fucked by it in some way. And for me- us, it was that we finally had this leak, but also I – all my towels in the bathroom went moldy. I was like, this is disgusting. And so it was kind of a blessing in disguise because then I just did washing. I have not stopped washing today. It's been like- Yes, Julian did heaps too. Constant. It It was like, I felt like I was a laundromat, a human laundromat. Yeah. Just- I was basically made of nappy sand today. <laughs> well, we had to do it. This is such a like boring conversation for everyone. <laughs> but we had to do it on the weekend because we were completely out of knickers. Yes. No, not no knicker we were the same. Found. Not a knicker to be found. And we did just our knickers. And there was just a tiny little <laughs> hanging rail of knickers yeah. in our house for anyone to see. Uh, it was t- I know, like first world problems. You don't have any knickers. I think no, one of our listeners. I don't think that's a first lost, world problem. <laughs> I, I was just about to say, I think one of our listeners lost the bottom floor of her house. Okay, well, fair enough. That's, Jean, that's a bigger problem. Um, shout out to Jean. Hope everything's all right. We're glad that you're safe. I do hope it's all right, Jean, but also. Rain. But also it's hard to not have any undies. Yeah, I feel like what if the <laughs> bottom of your floor fell out and you didn't have any undies? Yeah, at least you had undies, Jean, I think. <laughs> I think that that is more than enough of a um, silver lining there, <laughs> that there's undies around for you. But yeah, but, it's yeah. tough. I was literally Googling how do you dry clothes when you don't have a dryer when mm. it's pissing down. 
and I found a pretty good life hack, which is heat, obviously, but a fan (laughs) as well. Like I never knew that you had to put the heater on and the fan because it needs heat and and air circulation. So when it's a really cold night, you should do that. Maybe. I think it's more about like, you know, when it's really hot and there's a breeze, that's like optimal yes. line drying weather because it's right. got the actual like airflow. That is really genius. Yeah. I thought it was. I didn't really know I that. I never thought I about might that. sound stupid. Sense. but And I got Dyson did not sponsor this podcast. Yeah. They can if they like. But because the Dyson is a fan and heater, I had yeah. that going and the ceiling fan. And she, I had like a full rack of clothes in here, yeah. undies and all of um, Rose's daycare clothes. Yeah. Completely dry within like <gasps> two hours. Oh, my God. Amazing. I'm going to do that next yeah. time. That's genius. Yeah. Yep. I We're also have the Dyson like cleaning hack can, so. podcast. <laughs> I sponsored by Dyson. fans. <laughs> 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 Wonder cool. What are they called? I would I listen know. the fuck out of a cleaning podcast. I can oh, tell you that for free. Yeah, cleaning is sexual. I think it's so hot. Mm. Like a clean yes. house, clean turns yes. me on. It does. <laughs> it turns me on. I'm getting my house cleaned next Monday because mm. we have an inspection don't. on Tuesday, oh. and we record on Mondays. So I don't want you coming here no. being weird with my house. Keep it in your pants, well, Mel. I'm sorry, but I won't be able to keep it in my pants. It's just impossible around that level of cleanliness. When they get in the cupboards and clean shit. Oh, yeah. When they clean around, like, the fucking stovetop. I can't yeah. even do that. How come cleaners somehow can do that without leaving one scrap of know. crusty cheese, you know? They're magical. It's impossible. They're magical. It's insane. There's always at least one little bit of dried up cooked onion somewhere. I know. Like, always onion. Even if you've never cooked onion, it's... It it's doesn't matter. Hair. It appears. It grows. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I have a question for everybody, which is mm. bug related, as we love. Oh, is God. That we... Kate has found two times now... No. ...a slug <laughs> underneath our oven... And we don't know where it came from. And we're like, what? Where is, where's the slug colony that exists? And they see, like, obviously it was raining, so it makes sense why they come out. But where were you living? Yeah. Maybe it came in from outside. Very but twice in the same and, area? And it was like, it's warm under the oven. I'm just going to live here. And then the slugs Kate like came it along. to be warm? <laughs> in my life, they or imagination they do. Yeah, they're just little cuddly, cozy creatures. You, no, do you I'm like trying, slugs? Yeah, I was like, no, do you I'm like them? Like, remember in Wally, there was a that Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. There's a cockroach that's like his friend and is really cute. I've never actually seen it, but everyone mm. always goes, "Don't be scared of cockroaches." Remember in Wally, I'm like, it's not a Pixar movie. They're mm. disgusting in real life. Bugs life, it's like the all cricket gross. in Milan. Yes, He's the cricket cute. is disgusting. But in real, in real life, life, crickets are fucked. If cockroaches had cartoon eyes and, like, could talk to me and be my little companions, then maybe I would no, like them. I'd but they don't. It. I'd they're, still kill it. They're fucked. <laughs> I don't We're care if you talk to me. And I have, cute. like, an oily bit of hair. That's really oh, don't <laughs> start. I mean, like, I don't even know what's happening today. I don't know anything in life. I don't know anything. <laughs> I So... For context, everyone, this is chaotic. (laughs) I've done my research in 30 (laughs) minutes today, and it's not that I didn't have time to do it. I did. I've had lunch break time. I had post work time. Do you know what I've done? Every time I had free time, so lunch break and after work, I went to the pub. Why did (laughs) I go to the pub? 
but why was I like, it's like I knew that I had to do mm-hmm. it. And you had yet, homework and you were procrastinating. And yet I did not. Anyway, then I got home, I cooked dinner, I ate dinner and then I frantically did it. Um, but I, I do feel that there is at least, look, I've, I've got four references here. So <laughs> somehow I managed to read. Four separate Wikipedia pages. <laughs> So it's not just straight off Wikipedia, guys. There's real, real research was done. It's just done very haphazardly. And let's hope it's not a Pat and Ella situation, which is an All Aussie Mystery Hour reference, which is our old podcast. Yeah. Um, so if you have run out of episodes, by all means, go back, listen to the 5 million episodes we did of that podcast. Yeah, wasn't there someone in our Facebook group, which you can find, Zester's History Podcast on Facebook, someone joined and was like, What's no? I think someone was just like, "What's A A M H? I'm missing something here." And someone was like, "Oh my god, honey, honey, there's a whole podcast." And they were like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" <laughs> they were thrilled. And then there was another person that joined recently. I think she's American. Mm. I think her name's Tara. Welcome, mm-hmm. Tara. Maybe I'm way off. Maybe it's Kara, Mara, something along Lara. those lines. Lara. Zara. Tara. Anyway, Nara. it's one of those names, I think. <laughs> and she thought that we were just donezo after Aussie Mystery Hour. Mm. And she had to drive, like, across the country. There was a whole story. Mm. And, like, she was saving, like, Aussie Mystery Hour episodes. And then she discovered we had a whole new podcast, like, 30 episodes. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm saving nothing anymore. <laughs> yeah. So it must be so nice to discover that it exists. I mean, know. yeah, but it's also like wild that there are people listening that weren't listening to all Aussie yeah, Mystery Hour. It's I, like I a love whole them. fresh That's fan. special to me. The fresh fans are very special. Yeah. Not that the old fans aren't, but it's just amazing that people are finding us. Again, we're just shocked that anyone wants to listen to us, as we're always. shocked. Since the get-go. We've not understood it. We're accepting it. We just don't get it. And we're, we're <laughs> here talking into the void, hoping I just, that Honestly, this is just us talking like shit it. for an hour every single week. And it's, then five minutes of a history story. Yeah, like a, like a very, very <laughs> tepid amount of research done mm. for a very interesting re- history story if we were actually researching it properly. Although mm. Josie does do a much better job than me, particularly with today's episode. But fuck me, is this a great app? Is this okay. a great app or is it a great it app? Already I've learned is. some things... I've probably got a lot of facts wrong. Um, it's very light on. It's probably going to be a short it? one, guys, but it's <laughs> BNS balls, oh the Bachelor God. and Spinster balls. <laughs> you know what's so funny is today, because yeah. um, I don't know if people follow the media news, mm. but Pedestrian has taken over Vice and will be mm-hmm. having Vice at Australia. And the guy that he's like the fifth employee ever of Vice and he still works for Vice came to give us like a history of it and it got to like Vice in Australia and one of the docos they did was about BS balls. I reference it. I've seen it. It's amazing. (laughs) It was the greatest video. And that was just today. That's so weird. And I don't know where where the thought came in. I think I was Googling because I was definitely Googling just Australian history because I was trying to find something that would just be like (laughs) all on Wikipedia that I could do in 30 minutes. I I was like, like, we both do that every week. (laughs) I know. Well, this was the thing. This is where my thought process went. I went, Mm. hmm. Mel Gibson, which we've discussed doing, me mm-hmm. and Josie, mm-hmm. um, we discussed it as a two-parter because he's done a lot 
good, mm. some good, some bad. And then I thought, fuck, could I just do that all in 30 minutes maybe? No. And then I looked at it and I was like, no, I really can't do this. Then I thought Mad Max. And then I was like, ugh, I don't even know who George Miller is. So that's going to, that's already <laughs> a whole other search that I'm going to have to do. I that's can't two do Wikipedia extra. pages. I'm I not can't get it. in a Wikipedia hole. It's not happening. And then I really wanted to do the Australian Women's Weekly Cookbook, which I will do eventually. But yes. the, the, the birthday cookbook, not yes, specifically cookbook. That's really boring. Um, but then it's not on Wikipedia, so I was like, that's It has too much to be effort. on Wikipedia, yeah. And then somewhere along the line, searching Australian history, I think it was I was searching like un like lesser known Australian history or something, and the BNS ball maybe was related to something else, and I was like, oh my god, fucking BNS balls. The Amazing. thing I've most wanted to go to in my life. Fuck, Here it it is. Chaotic though. Okay. You're so, gonna get into it. You're gonna tell well, us. This is the thing. So Here's my credits. There's only four. The Blaney Chronicle by Daisy Huntley, who is a BNS Ball fangirl. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Weekend Australian by Alison Stephen Taylor. The Age is a story from like 2004 called Having a Ball and of course has no byline because that they love to do that. They just love to discredit writers. Discredit everyone. They can. And an, a Daily Mail article by Josh Hanrahan. So the first BNS Ball is around the late 1880s in Australia. Oh, wow. And it's okay. an Australian thing. So it's it's not – I have this really strong feeling America has something similar because they also have, like, that kind of, like, wide open spaces, yeehaw, cowboy, mustar, yeah. whip. Oh, I'm a little lady on the farm and I don't have a husband, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what accent was that? It was like um, Blanche oh. from the Golden Girls crossed with – um. Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> I don't even know what I was, who I was being. <laughs> oh, no, you sound like um, Jesse from Toy Story. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's exactly what I was going yeah. for. Oh, I'm yeah. a little lady and I milk the cows in the morning. Now, I don't know where that's going now. Now I'm starting to turn into like an Irish person. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so basically it was this way for remote farmers and people that live rurally. So not just farmers. What about like the doctor in town, the mm. hot sexual 35-year-old oh, yes. doctor <laughs> with a rugged chest and yep. an open mind just mm. wanting to make a difference in the town of he just wants Coolabar, to save lives. New South Wales. He wants just... to save lives and get his dick wet. That's and what he And then he do. can't get his dick wet because there's can't not do one the woman. There's not one. And, or a man. We, maybe this is going to be a really mm. amazing gay Aggressive fantasy. Doctor. And it's 1950, and he's he's a gay man, a hot, rugged. I like him more as a gay man. I like this yeah. new fantasy. Yeah, he's hot and rugged, and he just needs to meet his hot, rugged gay farmer. Yes, but the but farmer I... lives 300 kilometers away on his property. My question is: when there's no lady, who is going to tend to the hut? Oh, I know. Have mm. to hire. I mean, and who is? Because both of them have. <laughs> Amazing careers. Yeah, they're men. Men can't tend to huts. We all know they that. Cannot. It's the woman's job. It's in the woman's job. Stories. All she does is sweep that hut all day. Well, maybe they will adopt a child and they'll make the child <laughs> sweep the hut. <laughs> sweep the hut all day. That's how all this day, fantasy Timmy. goes. Suddenly Don't it's turned stop, into Timmy. a horror movie. <laughs> Poor Timmy's this, like, like horrible crime movie. <laughs> It's gone for like a really, really sexy, like, <laughs> gay fantasy to, like, this horrible true crime. Child abuse. Child abuse story. <laughs> I don't like where this has gone. A Netflix doco. 
Okay. <laughs> Rolling it back. Okay. So, gay Dr. Gary. Gary, yep. <laughs> Dr. Gary. Dr. Gary, Gary B. He cannot, he can't meet anyone. No. And also, gay farmer. Johnny. Mm, what? Johnny. 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 Yeah. Gay farmer Johnny. I was going, <laughs> I was looking at M on my keyboard and I'm like, Mm. And I literally quit. I'm like, literally, there's so many Mike, Matt. Like, there's so many M names. So many and I was M like, names. Mm. anyway, Johnny, mm. he is even in more dire straits because at least Dr. Gary Gary Beers gets to see Touch people. He gets to, <laughs> gets to have people come to him. And they're mm. usually going to be like old nanas or like, mums and their two-year-olds with hand, foot and mouth disease. <laughs> <Shut> but <laughs> triggering. But the point being yeah. is that life was hard out there and it wasn't just hard because it's fucked back in the 1880s. It's also just really remote. And mm. so they, they they all wanted to find these like life partners. They actually was husband and wives. But I like to think of this wonderful progressive world where it was just a life partner that they were looking for. Yeah, queer friendly. Whatever sexuality they were. Anyway, uh, and so then they created these balls that basically brought everyone together in one place and it was almost like a bit of a wife hunting, husband hunting exercise. Yeah. And it was because that it was actually for the women that they did it because they felt that there were all these, like, women that were lonely and unmarried because obviously if you got born on a farm, like on a property that was really remote and then you grew up there, like, you could hang there and you'd only be hanging out with your family that whole time, Mm. you know? And, like, very rarely would go to town and stuff. And it was a lot harder because it was no cars, obviously, so it was, like, even harder to get into town. Yeah. Have you ever read um, – this is so mildly off topic, but not really. There's a point to it, and yet <laughs> is there a point? Um, the Lost Man. No. Which is by Jane Harper, so it's her second oh, book the dry, after The Dry. Mm-hmm. I got really bored with and didn't finish. Oh, Tell me did what the you? twist is. Oh, no, no wait, I'm I'll not watch, telling you what the I'll twist is. Everyone listening to this will kill me if I just, like, drop the twist in the middle of an episode about the like BNS ball. <laughs> read those books a million times. Like, I've yeah. read so many crime books that it just... They're very read. formulaic. They are. Yeah. But I like that formula. But I think if formula. you don't read them a lot, that's when you're like, oh, my God, what a twist. Mm, you know? True. Anyway, continue. Anyway, so <laughs> The Lost Man by So Jane The Lost Harper. Man is, yes, yeah, so this is her second book and it's set in like really remote, far flung Queensland. And it's like two brothers and they have these huge properties. And like one of the brothers has had all this shit happen and his wife's left him. And anyway, and it's all kind of tied to the remoteness. And in it, he like doesn't go to town for like mm. weeks on end and if he does go to town he has to sleep in town because it's so far away it's like five hours away or whatever it's just crazy but that's like reality for people now but it was also even more so reality back then you know yep yeah so in that long-winded explanation of what it was hard <laughs> the point to get was. dick in 1880s rural australia is what you're you saying just, you nailed it literally yep. um so that's kind of how they ran up until the 60s when they started to turn more into parties than this sort of Mm. wife hunting finding event yeah they started to become more of a like social event where people just came together and like got pissed right yeah it just went 
downhill. For, I mean, downhill, uphill, depends on what you like doing, really. <laughs> I personally think uphill in some ways. But by the 90s, Australia, they became like a bit of a like cultural eyesore thing. So they were, everyone was like, oh, BNS balls, this is embarrassing for us because everyone just goes and gets tanked and like. Completely blotto. It's the kind of so place where every single man in a 100 kilometer radius would hear Eagle Rock and immediately have to pull their pants down. Like, they wouldn't be able to not pull their (laughs) pants down. It's like they would hear the call of the song and it would have to happen, you know? (laughs) Can I say controversially, Mm. I do not mind the Eagle Rock dance and the pants down thing. I don't want to see your dick. I think undies should stay up. Undies, yeah. Undies Undies should stay on. But dropping your pants is funny. Mm. I'm a child. I think it's funny. And also don't like start rubbing your dick on me or anything like that but i don't mind if you're all standing in a circle not around a woman just in a circle and you drop your pants to eagle rock i think that's quite funny just don't show me your dick i don't like unsolicited dicks up in my face no one likes unsolicited dick just so on request yes Anyway, so basically, but that's that's what would happen. That's exactly what the BNS ball turned into. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the prices started to go up around organizing an event because all these laws came into place and premiums. Do I know what those laws and premiums were? No, I don't, Josie, because I didn't research this That properly. was a link on the Wikipedia page that you weren't going to click. I was not clicking it. <laughs> I don't care either. They were just there. That's what happened. That's the kind of um, boring detail I would include and then regret because <laughs> no. it took me half an hour to, like, figure it out. But then the premium, like someone that works in premiums, whatever that job is, is like, ooh, that's very fascinating. Please tell me more, Josie. And you're like, I will do that because I know plenty about premiums now. <laughs> to that one listener that's interested. Yeah. And they're riveted. talk about premiums with – I did when I did the Aussie snacks and I was talking about how the alcohol levels went up yes. and down, up and down. That was boring. No, it wasn't. Boring. That was interesting. It's all interesting. Anyway. Uh, People travel hundreds of Ks, as we talked about, Mm. um, and it's always formal wear. So this is a weird thing that has continued, even though they've gotten more and more debaucherous over the years and the decades, is that originally it was extremely formal. So it was like black tie and it was proper, proper like full on black tie, like evening gowns, Mm. suits. Yes, you can wear RMs, but you have to have a suit on. This is why the RM Williams have dress shoes. They literally have a dress boot. My boots are dress boots, and I had to put a sole on them because the sole was not rubber. Oh, yes, yeah. it's designed. It's literally still kept, like, from back in the day, the vibe of, like, this is your, your shoe that you would wear in in your town hall for your BNS yes. ball vibe. For your fancy for your wife-finding mission. If my husband wore RM Williams to my wedding... There would be a murder that happened, <laughs> an actual murder. <laughs> I don't know why that, anyone that, from Sydney. That's the hill I'll die on is the RMs <laughs> at the wedding. And I, know, and I know that they look nice. And I know a lot of people in the group are probably like, no, Mel. People listening, they're like, no, yeah. Mel, that's cool. And I know that there are RM Williams. I love RM Williams. I have a pair. I don't know why. I can't accept them as a wedding shoe. I can't do it. I refuse. That's really interesting. I haven't really thought about it. Controversially, <laughs> I don't love RMs because my feet are too wide and I've tried oh, no. them twice and they, I sold a pair to Courtney, mm-hmm. our friend that we worked with. She got one pair and the second pair is just in a cupboard because mm. it's just agony for me. I want to try Blundstones next, the good Tassie mm. icon. Would you accept Blundstones at a Tassie? No, that's wedding? even worse. That's even worse <laughs> than it. RM Williams at least have the dress shoe. Yeah. 
Okay. Anyway, the point being, that's just my thing, and I stand by it, but I do love RMs. It's not against RMs. Circling back, so the formal wear thing. Formal wear, yeah. So then you would think that now that the balls have gotten so chaotic, because I don't know if anyone – we're going to get into it real in-depth in a minute. (laughs) In-depth, as if I barely did any research. (laughs) But, like, at least a top-line version of what they look like now. But, like – in short, they're more like a festival. The energy is definitely more like a mm. festival. Um, I just did something weird to my computer where I've somehow plussed in on my thing and now it's huge writing. I'm going to try okay, and get mom. out of that. I know. Why am I a boomer? What happened here? My mum's yes, Kindle it. is like fixed so it. zoomed in that it's like a word a page at this point. Oh, my God. <laughs> I kind of love that energy, though. <laughs> I, I I sometimes think about like I think hmm, should I go by the large print book because <laughs> sometimes it's just nice on your eyes. It's yeah. just a nice kind thing to do to your eyes. I think. Yeah. Anyway. Why make them work overtime? <laughs> they don't want to. They've done a lot in my thirty five years. <laughs> um, do you ever feel like our Zoom ones are just way more chaotic than like real life ones sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, just... I feel like we go off topic more. so off topic <laughs> i don't know why why is that i don't know um what the fuck were we talking about oh my god fucking rm williams we dress shoes about how it's still formal even though it's like a festival just kind of like yes. you could say like the races it's a little it's bit so like the races similar. like yes, everyone but- gets so shit faced but they still have to wear the suits and like heels and well, stuff to randwick race course it's, it's got a bit more I think it's even more bizarre than the races energy. Oh, yeah, because totally. The races is still like by the end of the night, even if you are trash and you've taken your shoes off, you're still mm. kind of attempting to look nice. Mm. This is like there's this, and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but there's this okay. whole bit where it's almost like you're trying to fuck up the way that you look. I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. So. But we'll wait. Till you tell us. But basically, <laughs> it's formal wear, right? Mm. And so these days it's more like this messy energy of formal wear. It's almost like a jokey formal wear kind of thing. So you still have to wear like oh, the tie for guys is like mandatory. Yeah. And it's kind of, I read this thing that was like you should always pack a white shirt and a tie. And apparently like women will wear, like they usually go cowboy boots or boots because obviously it gets muddy and stuff. So it's. You know, and you would never wear heels, but then they'll have like a really nice little like cocktail dress on. Tizzy little dress. Yeah, but then sometimes then they put a white shirt over it, and I'm like, what? What? But I think sometimes <laughs> I think I find farmer people, like not farmers, but anyone in that vicinity of work. So like your station hands and ringers and all that shit, right? Hmm. They're obsessed with a long sleeve shirt. I swear, the amount of people that I've met on my trip, <laughs> that I've met in my outback adventures. Mm. It'll be like a 50-degree day. I'm in like – I'm in the dumbest outfit. I'm in like thongs and like <laughs> like Tiny literally my dress. thongs and like a sundress, like a spell sundress. And then like out here wearing like a long-sleeve thick canvas shirt. Just fucking – the sun protection? Well, you know what? I'd rather get Flies. the skin cancer at that point, honestly. <laughs> the sweat – that you would endure day oh, after day. Don't even get me started. You're probably going to get skin cancer on that tiny little bit of your neck that's out anyway. So, invite mm. all all over your arms <laughs> and back, I say. <laughs> over the sweats. Uh, but anyway, 
Well, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here. You okay. were saying the so, girls put a white shirt on. Yeah, that that we're we're past that now. I've okay. I've I've got it. So the next bit is that this photographer called Ingvar Ken went. Not sure if that's a woman or a man. Ingvar. Let's, it feels womany, and I just feel like the cool <laughs> idea. <laughs> the cool idea. <laughs> Surely came from a woman, so she can be a woman now. Ingvar Ken um, did like basically went to this BNS ball in Gundawindi in Queensland and got really inspired. Like went to document it, but then got really inspired and went to heaps over three years um, wow. and documented them in this amazing photo essay that I will put some pictures in the group and then I'll also link off to like I hopefully I can find the site because I don't want to like take it all away from her. Or him, but it's her. (laughs) Um, And she said, like, she basically observed as well. So she's obviously taking the photos, but she's also, like, getting a bit more of an understanding of what the the culture was. Yeah. And she said that there's this whole, the whole game is that you turn up in your normal clothes Mm. and then you put on your formal clothes to go into the event Mm. but then it's a game of like trying to ruin the clean facade and it's like trashing Mm. your appearance so the guys will go in op shop suits um because then they don't care what the fuck happens to it and women will be sort of more like yeah like a dress that's nice but not too nice you know Mm -hmm. um so they used to be on private property or in a town hall, but these days they're more like showground things. They're at the races, um, like race gra- race grounds, race race course. courses, footy field. They're huge, big outdoor events. Very much like a festival for anyone that has not seen anything about a BNS ball and had the idea of the ye oldie one, which I got really into because of the Thornbirds, which is the book I can't stop talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> and in the Thornbirds, one of the characters, Maggie. Uh, she comes of age, like sort of like is like I mean I think she's like sixteen or seventeen, know. you know, the, twelve. The energy Off of you a, go, get of married thirty, basically. Yeah, <laughs> and she goes to this BNS ball, and it's kind of the vibe of like the first guy that's interested in her is the guy that she ends up marrying. Like it's it was literally like you're not going to meet anyone, so it's just like go hope like that Bridgerton someone vibes. Yeah, very Bridgerton <laughs> vibes. Yes, um, and. So it stands for Bachelors and Spinsters because it mm. was about Bachelors and Spinsters. But then the Blaney Chronicle article had this quote, which is, BNS can stand for blokes and sheilas. Oh, my God. Now. <laughs> or beers and sex. <laughs> oh, um, probably what it is now. Which I think gives you an idea of what they're like now. So according to the Daily Mail, a BNS ball often begins at midday on the Saturday that it's on. Yep. And it goes till mid morning Sunday, so it's like a twenty four hour Christ. rootin', tootin', <laughs> literal rootin', but also rootin' and tootin'. Yeah, drinking fest. There's yep. like three thousand people at them. Sometimes they're usually quite big. Like they're not usually smaller than a, a, a thousand or more. Um, and I had a reference of the Vice film in here because I saw it when I was. Um, on a trip in the outback and it's like, you know, when you go to a motel and the only stations they have is like SBS, ABC, yeah. <laughs> 10, 7 and 9. And yeah. then there's SBS Viceland, obviously. And so mm. usually when I'm there and I'm bored and it's like a weird hour or like 
whatever, I'm like, oh, Viceland, because they always just run all the docos, like, on repeat, yeah. pretty much. And there's that and the North Korea doco, which are the oh, fucking yeah. best docos. Anyway, the BNS doco from Vice is hectic as fuck. So um, hectic. Oh, my God. What like, does the ambulance man say? He's like, it's pretty much a root fest. Root fest? Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's, like, the most debaucherous thing I've ever seen. It's Yeah. It's it looks scary. Crazy. It looks like- scary. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to go down the rabbit hole of looking up like incidents because I feel yes. like there would be so many. Um, in the same way that like obviously not to shit all over them because like festivals and things, there's all these different places where like, you know, you put a whole bunch of people together, you're bound to have incidents that happen, whether mm. they're like sex related or whether they're like violence or drugs or whatever. But at the same time, like these are really chaotic and there is this big energy around it being a big fuck fest and <laughs> which is crazy and i don't think there's anything like this in australia besides the bns ball yeah. like it, this oh. is not like a real festival like even festivals where people just go to get fucked up like yeah. you know say a festival where the music's not really the the focus you know yes yeah this is a whole other level from that, and it's, I know, it's crazy. People I are so wasted worse to have sex in a big field. I would people. never. I would <laughs> never. I have done some crazy shit in my life, which I'm not going to tell people specifics about. But <laughs> outdoors is all I'm going to say, mm. and possible regrets. <laughs> outdoors and regrets, but, but this is like a football field. This is like you would be. In the mud or mm. inside someone's smelly ute that smells like a cow poo. So you've kind of got two options there and that's yeah. kind of it. Zero privacy. No, definitely someone's someone going to see you. in two yeah. seconds. Definitely that as well. Uh, yes, Ooh. but there's a lot going on. Anyway, so the Vice doco is worth watching if you want to literally see the chaos. Um, but... Basically, that's what a modern BNS ball looks like. Very different to how they used to be. Um, But still definitely have got a bit of that energy of meeting a partner because even though it's more of a party now, it's definitely like some sort of let off steam craziness. Mm. There's still the need for something that draws young people together around rural Australia because a lot of people still drive. Like there was a story that I read somewhere that I didn't put in here, but it was like a guy who drove for like a full day to get to the Daily Waters one, which is in the Northern Territory, which is a quite a remote town. It's like down below Catherine. Mm. Um, so this guy like drove like the heat, like they people still drive for like hours and hours or like a whole day to go because it's the chance that they actually have to yeah. And it's people. something to look forward to. It's like it would get really lonely and it would feel relentless, I guess, life in working on a farm in a super remote area it would just yeah. feel like <laughs> like endless Groundhog Day. So it's, yeah. I think it's important for their mental health to have, you know, when you book a holiday or you just book a day off and you just, it changes your mindset because, you know, you have something fun to look forward to. So I think totally that like to let off steam even though it's depraved <laughs> it's so depraved but it's also like that's it like the it, the difference is like we live say if you live in the city or you live rurally but you live in more of like a country town like a town shit mm. like 
the difference is that you meet heaps of different people all the time and, and you, you can have just like go to the pub yeah and and not even just like your friends or whatever but like you meet other people constantly mm. you're in crowds you're among people new people it's like if you live on a station you might know your mates who are also ringers or work in the homestead or whatever but it's a very limited mm. sort of social circle if that and if you're if you're actually like a ringer or like a muster or whatever they are called jackaroo like you're off for months doing like shit with the cows like pushing them around poking them (laughs) (laughs) poke the cows over there (laughs) that's definitely how you muster cows just just push them on the bum over there (laughs) i'm imagining this person just like pushing each individual cow in a certain direction and just for like a year every day. and they make it like a kilometer down the road yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway um there's also the denny ute muster yes which is a weird one because it seems to be like a sort of hybrid car event and mm. bns ball mm. because apparently utes are like a big part of the bns ball um the blaney chronicle says, it's a boot seat and a bed all in one. They're really selling the dream of the ute here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and people, like, it's kind of like this other guy, oh, maybe it, was, maybe it was Ingvar actually, said that it was clearly obvious that they were new because they didn't have a ute. Like, it's oh. almost like a mandatory <laughs> like part a status of existence. symbol. Yeah. Um, not a four-wheel drive. You have to have a ute specifically. For American listeners, a ute is like a pickup truck with the flat yes. bed at the back. Yeah, the small cab at the front. Yes, we call them utes. Why do we call them ut- utility vehicles? Utility vehicle. Yeah, we have to shorten everything. Have to. Can't possibly call it a utility vehicle. Um, so the car parks the pre-party. That's no oh, shock to wow. anyone. Yep. Um, and everyone. And what do you do? You hang out in your ute. You put the, the flat oh. down and you sit on it and you break it. <laughs> and then you drink a lot of beer and you hang yeah. out and you tip tip your little akubra to people walking past. I'm making all this up. I don't know what happens. Is that what people do? I think you're tipping your akubra a lot. You're wearing a canvas shirt, you maniacs, like 400 degrees. Anyway, um, and there's this thing called circle work, which always happens, which is when yeah. you do a circle, which I'd never heard of in my life. And I'm like, where is the fun in that? I don't get I it. I don't, I don't get it. Let's get the, culture. <laughs> I only know there's literally the clip of the. I haven't watched the full doco, have I? Um, maybe I have years ago, but today they only showed the clip of the ambulance paramedic yeah. talking about, it and he was like, "All the injuries people can get," and one of them was from the circle work, and like people set fire to the muffler of the car or something. Uh. And then they can get burns on their legs or, like, oh, the grass God. catches fire and that he gets people coming in with <sighs> burns from their circle work. Honestly. <laughs> um, but what I was going to talk to you about and what I think you already know about is the weird food dye thing. Yes. <laughs> so this is chaotic to me. No one seems to know why it started that I could see. Mm. Um, again, I did not do much research, so come and tell us in the group why it started if you know. But mm. – Everyone just, like, brings food dye and throws it or spits it onto everybody else. And it's usually banned these days. Like, you're not supposed to bring it. But then it still turns up. Because people get it in their eyes and stuff. Yeah. Um, It's like 
I think it's so funny that people are smuggling, like, more than smuggling drugs or smuggling alcohol in yeah. their smuggling <laughs> food dye into what is essentially a festival um we do know that it started in the 90s Mm -hmm. um so it's not been a forever thing it's just this new iteration of the bns ball um but it's so weird and then that's part of the like fucking up your formal wear experience and if you see pictures of bns balls and all the pictures that ingvar took Everyone looks disgusting. It's not even fun color. You know, like color runs and stuff where the oh, color yeah, is look or like aesthetic. that beautiful Indian festival. Um, yes. And it's like quite a, like it's that powdery color and it's really vibrant and it looks quite beautiful. And even if you're covered in it, it's very vibrant. You look quite yeah. fun and cool. This is disgusting. <laughs> it all just so goes gray. gray. You just look like a gray sort of soot covered slash like, I don't know, it looks horrendous i've never seen it's anything alarming, so gross yeah apparently it lasts for ages there's like a picture of this woman it's like weeks later she still like <laughs> looks like a blueberry it's so bad <laughs> and oh, yet they God. do it every time um there's also a lot of unironic whip cracking and i'm just why <laughs> did you bring a whip like like a real like a big whip like one of those yeah. big not like a sexy no bdsm whip like a like the actual one you use when you poke the cows across yeah, the road your, your cow poking <laughs> has come with you to a human event yeah. to just whip the ground when you feel like it just gonna have a bit of a like is what is what is that energy i mean i think no. whipping is fun i'd love to know how to do it but also that's weird yeah uh, it's just terrifying you i just <laughs> imagine the injuries just from whips alone must be huge yeah uh, you don't want to admit your first, you're a first timer to a BNS ball because if you are caught out, you they write virgin all over you, and then oh. you get even more food dye thrown on you <laughs> than anyone else. And it, no one else has more food dye thrown on them than a virgin at a BNS ball. Not a literal virgin, virgin like a sex virgin, like a BNS virgin. Yeah. Um. So signs that you're newer if you're a woman and you wear heels. Mm. Uh, if you arrive in your formal gear. You don't oh, put it on after the car park Don't wear your canvas shirt first. Yes. And then Probably if you don't show up in a ute. Yes. Maybe if you don't bring your whip along with you. No whips, no Akubras. This is me. No smuggled Coca-Cola bottle with red food dye. This is me pretending to be someone that's been at a BNS ball. Okay, ready? So I'd be like, okay. oh, hey, folks. <laughs> I've already fucked, haven't I? Hey, g'day, g'day, guys. Oh, big day out. Hey, oh, took me four hours to get here. Yeah, don't know. The cow's going to be all right. I left um, Emo to poke him a bit. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> got my whip in the back. Yeah, last uh, year was hectic, hey. Like, oh. got so much food. I look like a blueberry for weeks. For two specific go. weeks. Two exact fortnight. I number and I've of got days. food dye wink in my bag. <laughs> I don't have a bag, it's in my pockets. I don't carry a bag. <laughs> I don't know why I'm not allowed to carry a bag now. <laughs> this is why I can't lie. I cannot lie. I could never be an FBI agent because I can't pretend mm. for a very long time. Anyway, I hope Simo's doing okay poking the cows. (laughs) R.I.P. to Simo. (laughs) Why didn't Simo get invited to the... I know. Poor Simo. (laughs) Why does he have to poke the cows and I get to go? This is so mean of me. It's not fair. Um, uh, 
everyone drinks canned beverages. So everything's in a can. And uh, you can almost guess what it's UDL country out here, mate. <laughs> UDL's Bundy and Coke. Um uh, fucking Smirnoff okay. double blacks. It's Oof, festival. We're, vibes. we're going down that. Mm. Yuck. Actually Huge love Huge Festival vibes. Smirnoff and double blacks. Basically also beer, obviously, but apparently like a lot of people were like, Oh, we drink beer in the car park and then we go in and we drink the rum. So it's yeah. a very so if you like, want to kind of pull off not being a virgin, maybe do that. There's like an order to the alcohol. Mm. It's like me and Josie getting there, we just throw up. <laughs> Hide there. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get food dye thrown on us because yeah. then they know that they we're know. not they worked it out. veterans. I would never go to one of these. It sounds I can't for wait me. to go. I need to go. I'm planning it. I'm planning it already. As no, you know. I'm doing it. I'm so excited. Um, and I'm scared. So, go to a safe one, please. Oh, I'll be all right. I don't think. Like, I feel like I didn't see immediate conversation about anything. Like in any of the articles that I read, there was no discussion of incidents, even like hospitalizations or anything. Even though. I'm sure. Everything you've described sounds like hell, though. Yes, but it's like I don't know if it's on a similar level of festivals where I'd say the rate would be higher than, say, like a normal Friday night in town but not necessarily, like, horrifically high or anything, you know? Like I I didn't see any evidence of that. Then again, I didn't do much research. So if anybody (laughs) really knows, let us know. Obviously, I don't want to diminish anything that's actually happened at this stuff, but it didn't sound like – it just sounded more like it was very fucking rowdy but Mm. not not necessarily verging on actual anarchy or anything. Uh, So they're actually ticketed events, which surprised me. They're actually – they're like around $110 to go. Yeah. But you get all this weird shit. So it's not like you just buy a ticket to get in. You get a ticket and then you get all this paraphernalia to do with the DNS ball. So the Blaney Chronicle article said that your ticket gets you at least three pieces of merchandise, usually a sticker, a sheep (laughs) or cattle tag (laughs) – and a stubby holder or commemorative cup. Um, the sheep or cattle tag, like, I need to know if people are putting these on their sheep yeah, afterwards. Yeah, like, like pet sheep. Like, like on Leroy. Yeah. Like if he was a sheep. And, and he just... collects them on his ear, like, just <laughs> over the years. <laughs> um, it also pays for your entertainment, your drinks. So your drinks are covered. Your dinner's oh. covered. Your dinner's like a saucer roll, but it's But, like, it's drinks covered. are covered? This is why it's anarchy. Yeah. Well, no, you said it's not anarchy, but well, I don't know it's chaos. It it's definitely chaos. It's definitely chaos. I just don't know if it's, like, lawless or anything. Um, bacon and eggs in the morning you get for that oh ticket. God. Um, and if you prepay it. <laughs> It's usually cheaper, and then you get like an extra freebie, like a hat. And I don't oh, know, people. Great. Why do people want all of these things? Like, why do you want the hat or and a the t-shirt plastic? for a wet t-shirt? The wet t-shirt competition. I mean, I don't think there are wet. I don't think it's that. There vibe. are. There yeah. are. In that documentary, there's a woman that like wants to go in the wet t-shirt competition because she has um uh body image issues and like oh. she wants to like overcome them by participating in the wet okay it's like spring break vibes okay yeah well yeah that makes sense actually because it is spring break vibes yeah um but 
Every apparently BNS pack comes with at least one condom and a lube sachet. That's it. One. You're gonna need at least at seventeen. Least I think you're gonna need seventeen <laughs> just for like putting on it once, just to get through the car park. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, but what is really nice is that all extra cash usually goes to charity, so they usually like pay basically for the stuff that needs to get paid for like the entertainment and shit and then the rest of the money goes off to charity which is sort of a weird flex when it's like like a chaotic event (laughs) and they're like get your demon hedonistic money away from me i don't want it nan Nan does not want you like leftover condom money yeah it's like (laughs) like sticky (laughs) oh i'm not like that not the other sticky Why is this like an X-rated episode? <laughs> BNS balls. Uh, so it's also a circuit. So people tour BNS balls. So they they don't just go to like the one. They'll go to like multiple over Christ. like. So it's ba- like big wool, well, and I guess it makes sense because it's kind of like, and the, yeah, the touring shoot your shot if you haven't met someone at the first one. Yeah, yeah and I think it's one. a hybrid of like social events because there was also this whole thing that I read in a lot of articles where people go to like make new friends and like whatever so there's also like I guess a big social aspect to it of you know meeting people but there's a really cute story which I think yes this finishes my story about BNS balls which has somehow spanned like 45 minutes when there's about (laughs) two pages of information but hey you guys really wanted to hear our really long elaborate fake story of me not being a bns ball virgin what was your name in that i didn't story? have a name oh, there was okay. just simo simo <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um basically the age had a story about this couple that met at a ball in 1990 and so the guy in this couple was doing the circuit so he, he went to like 10 balls in a year oh my god yeah. and at one of them he met this girl Anne marie um, and Anne-Marie said she sported a white Anthea Crawford frock, a perm and old shoes, which I think is very <laughs> 1990s energy. Um, yeah. And they were actually f- – oh, were they friends before? No, they weren't friends beforehand. I read about another couple that were friends before going to a BNS ball and then the debauchery brought them together as lovers and then they got married, which is oh. also kind of cute in a really gross way. <laughs> like kind of a vibe, I yeah. guess. But don't tell the kids that one. Just yeah. So you met at work. Top line. <laughs> top line only. No BNS ball convo with the kids. Um, but then, yeah, so Anne-Marie said the next weekend we met up again and a mutual friend had to be there so we would recognise each other because oh they're literally God. so fucked. They're so fuck-eyed. And also they've got so much fucking um, food dye all over them that they couldn't yes, even recognise each other. A blueberry and a raspberry catching eyes across the room. <laughs> Probably like seven eyes because they're like that (laughs) wasted. Um, But they've been together 11 years and they have four kids. And I think that's really cute. Love can happen at the BNS ball. ball. Um, That's nice to know that it's not just like a liver bashing. It just makes me feel sick thinking about it. I think maybe 10 years ago I would have been like, fuck yes. Yeah. But now it makes me feel ill and like tired. Yes. Yes, I definitely think it's it's interesting because I feel like that chaotic, debaucherous energy is probably to do with, yeah, living quite a, 
low-key lifestyle yeah. outside of it because when you're going around poking your cows all across the country. That's all you're doing. Yeah. You're not probably not getting pissed with your mates much. You're not letting your hair down. And it's yeah, just you like, just work, sleep, people work, go sleep. wild. They probably had one UDL and they're just like completely wild yes just don't do anything (laughs) i'm so fascinated my friend brie who lived in burke for a while i feel like she went to one or like Mm. talked about it but they had like they had races on at burke that were quite yes the races is the other one i think that everybody goes to and meets people at because i know that my friend ash friend of the podcast Mm. um she went to a weird outback races thing uh between Griffith and somewhere else and she was like it was definitely like a big like young people Mm. party energy and like lots of people like hooking up and you know yeah so I think I think in general it's just kind of like if you live in a much smaller more remote rural town or you live on a property you're you're just excited to like meet all these new people and like maybe it's just like a lot of Overly excitement from everybody. But, yeah, I personally didn't read any accounts of, like, bad shit happening. Uh, not to say that it wouldn't have. It would absolutely happen. Um, you cannot have a situation where there's all these people, young people together and drinking and craziness without something bad happening. But whether it's worse than any other sort of party thing that mm. we have, I'm not sure. Um, but if people have been, oh my God, I'm sure there'll be people in the Can't wait for the photos. Or people that listen, if you're not in the Facebook group and you listen, you can DM us on Instagram, Mm -hmm. tell us your story, Instagram's The Zest is History, or you can email us, thezestishistory at gmail.com if you have BNS stories. That could be quite funny to read. I'd love pics. I want to hear if you met your partner at one or a partner, like even if it was just like an ex. Oh, my God. I want the stories. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yes, we Um, need to know because I'm sure there'll be people because we've got listeners from all over. So We do. And also Americans, English, other nationalities around the world, if you've got something similar, let us know what it is. I bet there's an American version that has to be. I really want to know about it. Well, the car park bit sounds like tailgating, you know, they do in America. Yes. Um, But, yeah, there's got to be. You're right. They love a bit of a... And they've got a similar lifestyle in that way where, yeah, like your Wyoming's across into your Idaho and stuff. Like there's obviously more cities and towns between, but uh, you'd still be kind of remote. And not much going on. Mm. And just needing to smash those UDLs, whatever their equivalent is. Yeah. (laughs) Do they have UDLs in America? Surely they do. Can't be an Australian thing. Um, But, yeah, that's it. That's it. Hooroo. (laughs) Hooroo. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.